Welcome to Scandinavian Mind Weekly, our show about the current trends and events within business, tech, fashion, design, culture and more from the Nordic perspective of our team of editors and contributors. Today on the program we go all in on issue three. Our third print issue hits the newsstands this week. We talk about the two cover stories with Kerry Murphy of The Fabricant and Nora Bave of Unconventional Ventures. Also, we deep dive into our digital fashion list, talk about the exclusive interview with teenage engineering founder Jesper Kautoft, fashion stories shot in the Baltic Sea and much, much more. I'm Conrad Olsen, editor-in-chief and founder of Scandinavian Mind, and I'm joined here in the podcast studio at GT30 in Stockholm, our headquarters, with none other than our creative director, Erik Olofsson, and our junior editor, Erik Sedin. Erik Olofsson, to start with, welcome to the program. Premier. Thank you very much. Um, uh, most often I'm hiding in my design studio in up in the north, So, but now it's time to get my voice heard. We've been <laughs> trying to get you on the podcast. You always claim to be working on real stuff. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that says about the podcast, but we feel it's an important part of, of Scandinavian Mind. Well, see what happens if I'm sitting around at the podcast all week. <laughs> uh, what's also great about being in this soundproof studio is that we can do this. We're here each... Uh, sitting with a box fresh copy of uh, our third print issue uh, just came from the printers I think just start with uh, initial reactions Uh, Eric number one uh, you've been holding it now for a couple of days Uh, what's your what's your impression first of all I'm super proud I'm really happy about both of the covers both the cover stories Mm. and I always always uh, try to move it towards the new issue step by step so at first first glance i just i don't even open it i just kind of notice that it's there and then step by step i i dig into it i can feel that i i always try to not open it the first few days i only see sort of the the kind of minor errors and uh, perhaps few proof errors that always is there and that's what i focus on which be- i don't want it becomes like a negative thing so i try not to to focus on it but now we're here to talk about the, the content eric sedin uh, what are your first impressions uh, i think we joked about when we first opened this last week how this is like my third child my third ever printed magazine that I'm part of. It's my name in it and everything. But uh, like Conrad has probably produced over his uh, life like over a hundred uh, magazines. Over so, 100 childs. Yeah, so if... <laughs> like, I, I Something like that. So I said like if, if you had a hundred child you might look at the 99th and the hundred ones and like kind of look at it with mm. critiqueful eyes. Well, I'm just looking at my third one still and everything's just perfect still. That's great to hear. I don't know. I think I think it, there is. I you know I've been in publishing uh, my entire career, but you know having done uh, Scandinavian Mind, it's it's kind of like the 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 sort of brainchild uh, of all of us and and the result of my entire career. So I'm I'm always most proud of the, of the the last issue, and I feel that more than ever with this one. I think we really sort of hit the mark in terms of uh, capturing uh, the moment of the worlds that we are covering. So maybe let's let's start uh, there and uh, talk a little bit about the the theme of um, uh, the, the the issue we decided to call the issue values in the metaverse uh, and uh, I think it was interesting because all the recent issues we've done we kind of had a long lead planning of it uh, we always kind of knew six months in advance kind of where we were going and with this one 
we actually uh, uprooted a lot of our initial ideas and I think only like a month before sending to print, we decided to do uh, something something really different. Um, and that, of course, is the fact that we, we wanted to focus on uh, kind of concepts around Web3 metaverse where digital fashion is playing uh, in this field. Uh, and that is that, that's, of course, because it's moving so fast, right? Everything is happening so fast. Uh, Eric, you remember the, the meeting we had when we, when we talked about this. Right, because if we would have done this six months from now, it would be a completely different thing. Exactly. So we had to, you know, just dive into it as soon as we possibly could. Mm. And there's a there's a like deep irony to the that the overarching theme is completely digital, and that it's printed on paper. Like, why why the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> but I think that speaks to some sort of need for. Uh, the digital only, like digital only, or digital native communication, to be infused by some some type of humanity, mm. and that could be, you know, feeling the uncoated paper is some sort of tactility, and that could represent some sort of need for, the, for the human, human touch. Exactly, and that goes into the theme where we talked about how to approach. You know, obviously, our podcast has been about, you know, Web3 concepts, NFTs, all that. Uh, you know, the whole culture is kind of focused around it. But, you know, when thinking about our approach to it, um, I, I really like the notion of, of looking at it through the lens of Nordic values. Uh, because if we are about to uh, create new digital worlds for ourselves and the coming generations... It's really about, you know, what type of worlds are we creating and with with what type of values. And we reached out to Kerry Murphy, the Finnish-born founder of the uh, direct-to-avatar, the digital fashion uh, um, uh, platform and brand, The Fabricant, um, and asked him if he wanted to do an interview uh, kind of with this angle. And... I, 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 I'll never forget the, the first meeting we had with him and his initial reaction was like only a person from the Nordics can come up with this idea um, which I took as a huge uh, compliment and um, that's why we decided to, to name the issue uh, uh, Values in the Metaverse we're also um, we can announce now going to launch a podcast series with the same name and uh, we have some other ideas down the line um, so a few of the interviews in the issue, including uh, the Kerry Murphy one, will be uh, published in this in this feed. So um, what what can we say about the the cover with with Kerry? It's uh, obviously our first sort of first av- avatar only cover cover story. Uh, you know, the, when we did the Jakob Fellander. Uh, the last issue, we had sort of digital filters and stuff uh, laying on top of that image, but this is the first one we do it completely digital. Eric, talk about the 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 process of doing this cover. Right, because it was either sending a photographer really quick to his office mm. to do something in Amsterdam, and that we couldn't be present because it was kind of uh, a, a tight tight schedule for everything. So either that that is kind of not what you really want to do for a cover. Or just to ask him for his 3D scanned avatar. So, which he of <laughs> course had. <laughs> sure. Yeah, right. I'll send it over. 
Um, so we did that, and then we worked with that a little bit to to kind of make it uh, look the way we wanted. Mm. Working with camera angles and lighting to to kind of set the set the style for the cover. No, it's interesting because he he also um, it it, it kind of became this kind of magazine type process only in the digital world. <laughs> so we hired uh, a team to so kind of set the lighting and find, you know, different, you know, angles of just kind of capture him or like photograph him in this uh, th- 3D avatar. He also wears an outfit designed by uh, his uh, co-founder Amber Sluten, which is uh, the creative director of, of the, the Fabricant. Um, but uh, maybe we should mention the team that, that helped us out with, with the creating this. Yeah, we worked with Double Up Studios here in Stockholm. Mm. Mm. Just uh, out of curiosity, did he? You, you mentioned how you have a team for like a, a regular magazine cover, like you have a stylist and a photographer. Yeah. Who was the stylist here? Was it himself or like who 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 styled him? Well, you can say. I mean, he obviously he obviously wears, uh, as I said, uh, an outfit by his colleague. So that that was what we kind of had to. Uh, work with yeah that was um, what we wanted to do of, of course of course so th- that would be kind of th- the styling of it and then uh, just having this this uh, uh, you know double up studio uh, finding different angles uh, different lighting kind of set the mood of of uh, of of these these photographs or captures or whatever you want to call it but I think you know there's there's something interesting here and I think th- this is something we can really uh, explore upcoming issues upcoming uh, um, uh, productions because this is really how many of like big Hollywood studios is working as well like when when uh, uh, James Cameron is doing his, his avatar movies for instance they are creating this complete 3d world and he's kind of walking around it f- what they say quote-unquote filming inside this 3d world so i think it opens up a new kind of uh, metaverse type theme for for doing these types of stories and i'm really happy we were able to to do it obviously something a magazine uh, you know ha- uh, that's about the metaverse should also have stories produced in the metaverse right yeah, yeah and it and i guess that's a good thing but it will probably feel very dated very soon. I like that. I like that as well. I like that. I like the, that. <laughs> that's the part of the, like that's the kind of a reason why you do a magazine because it's very tightly connected to a certain time and place. Yeah, certain moment, certain moment in time for sure. No, I definitely like that, and I like the fact that in six months this will feel dated, and we're we're talking about where we are in the culture in the moment right now. Plus, there's no really no such thing as timelessness anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, what what is that even? And and uh, you know, moving on, we're going to talk more about digital fashion uh, later. But I just want to move on to uh, the other cover. And uh, you know, anyone anyone who purchases either or cover always gets both of them because in the uh, the kind of inlay, if if you open up the 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 flap jackets, you'll see the the second cover behind the the, the one that you bought. But you know, in addition to the Kerry Murphy cover, we have uh, the Swedish investor Nora Bave. Um, and I, I just, you know, before going into who she is in the story, I just love the contrast between this kind of, you know, super digital uh, kind of, uh, you know, avatar, digital avatar, this kind of meta-human type person and the sort of warmth and, and you know, the, the lovely smile and, and the lovely warmth of, of Nora Bave, the actual human. And that's one of my, my, my wonderful contrast of, of this magazine. What do you guys think? I think that exactly that the contrast of the two covers turned out super interesting. Mm. 
And and uh, shout out to you, Eric, who art directed this and made these two covers uh, work together as beautifully as they did. It's it's not an easy feat. Can you talk a little bit about the color and you know how you how you did the layouts of of uh, the covers and and why they're so sort of sparse and and minimalistic? Yeah, let's dive into the details. Mm. Uh, well, we had sort of uh, for each issue we had one concept color that is printed on the uh, back backside of the the, the cover uh, paper and it also represents the logo and the typography on top of the image right and this time it's uh, kind of pretty nasty toxic blue mm. st- very strong blue color that is um, uh, it is a fifth color in the in the printing process so it's kind of more strong than what you can achieve in just four plate printing mm-hmm. and that you know, the blue come from from it's that why the printing was more expensive this time than it's always been <laughs> you never color. told me that <laughs> <laughs> and the blue comes from uh one more kind of slight topic mm. from the magazine that is water both of the fashion stories are shot on the baltic sea yeah. with a connection to to water so that's that's the blue that's great and and you know as a as an appendix to the Carrie Murphy um, uh, story we have this list of the new digital fashion industry that you uh, Eric uh, number two Eric Sedin uh, played a strong hand in, in creating together with Martina Tedebring uh, what will you be wearing in the metaverse I think that just you know setting that up the the idea of the new digital fashion industry is actually kind of like a quote from uh, Kerry Murphy in his interview and I have never thought about it that clearly as he um, uh, you know pointed it out in the interview the fact that we will see the rise of a completely kind of separate uh, completely digital uh, fashion industry we've been we've been coming back to this uh, in the podcast throughout this uh, spring when we've been working on it, but now we see it here in its whole. Uh, so g- talk about the, the the concept and maybe give some highlights of, of the intro you've been writing. So yeah, like you said, we've been talking a lot about this. We've been intrigued by it, uh, the digital fashion and that whole uh, industry. But now it was actually nice to actually ask all the experts mm-hmm. how it really works without uh, having to guess in uh, this podcast. So. From now on, I know what I'm talking about properly. And for you readers and listeners, you will too, because uh, the podcast will come later. But yeah, basically, I think what I'm trying to say with this piece is uh, how the new digital fashion industry is so separated from the fiscal one. It doesn't need the other one to survive in a way. Sometimes it does. Like we've seen physical fashion brands entering the metaverse through digital fashion. Uh, you know, if, if they design, if they have like, for example, like Gucci has like 100 years of designs in portfolios, mm. just digitizing them and then slapping them in there. It's going to be really cheap, basically free. And they're going to have so like a real headway ahead of these like new digital fashion brands. 
So I'm talking about that and I'm asking people about that. And I'm also talking about how it takes effect in gaming or like Carrie is doing with the Fabricant, he's doing direct-to-avatar stuff. Uh, digital fashion can take place in so many places and platforms. and Right. So it's it's so, it's so, it's flourishing. It's and we also, so uh, you, you wrote a little kind of an intro, like a mini essay on this. And then we just go into it. We have yeah. a long list of all the kind of collabs and projects from kind of Roblox and Tommy Hilfiger uh, to, uh, you know, some of the the the, the Swedish, uh, you know, players. We have Emarie de Stad, who's been on the uh, podcast before. Uh, we have uh, um, Erik Lindvall from Guringo. Um, uh, we talk about the upcoming, uh, you know, uh, Digital Fashion Week. Uh, that's going to happen in the Metaverse, the Metaverse Fashion Week by Decentraland. I think that's happening uh, this week, right? It is, and we're going to have a story online on Wednesday. We'll definitely get back to that. So again, sort of covering the the, the big collabs. I mean, Balenciaga has done uh, uh, digital fashion. Ralph Lauren has done uh, digital fashion. But, you know, one of the most interesting ones are, I think, the, the creativity coming out from individual uh, designers. We have, for instance, Marie Isaacson, uh talk about the 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 interview with her yeah that's perhaps my favorite one because she kind of she like ticked all the boxes she came from like a physical fashion um school mm. uh, Beckmans here in Stockholm yeah so she had that experience and then she started doing virtual stuff for you know avatars and for uh, zoom meetings dressing up yourself in like this stuff and now she's in uh, massive entertainment uh, the uh, the gaming uh, developer. So now she's also making fashion for gaming, which was like the first thing that where we saw, where I saw growing up playing video games, digital fashion pieces, you know, yeah. and how to dress and express herself in digital places. So she kind of like ticks all the boxes. She goes in on everything. And one quote that she said, which I thought was interesting, because some of the other guys that I'm talking to here, they don't agree. But she says, um, I used to believe that it was easier to design virtual fashion having the experience of designing physical fashion. However, I'm not convinced anymore. So it kind of gives you, yeah. like we talked about before, how they're not really related. Up and coming like designers in, in Roblox or they can design stuff without having never like learned how to use a sewing machine. Super interesting. And and Carrie talks about this in interviews as well, that, that mm-hmm. there is a craft going into creating these digital garments and, and there there is yeah. an art to it. Uh, we also uh, picked up on an Israeli uh, designer who actually lives here in Stockholm, uh, a guy called uh, Roy Derry. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He has kind of created his own uh, digital fashion house. Um, and uh, this is also, uh, you know, one of those kind of grassroots thing where we see, you know, emerging designers, young designers going straight to <laughs> the direct avatar model going straight to uh, uh, the metaverse. Uh, what can we say about the interview with with Roy? Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, he, Mr. Derry, um, he also came from physical fashion originally uh, mm. with H and M. So he kind of, in a way, you can kind of tell from from these uh, interviews that they kind of get sick and tired of digital or physical fashion. Mm. You know, it's been the same for quite a t- while. And some, we've had podcast uh, guests here before talking about how fashion is dead and stuff. So he kind of moved away from that to start his uh, digital venture. Mm. And uh, it's so exciting to hear him speak because he's like, oh, should we like approach a gaming studio to get our really cool clothes in a new game? Should we go direct to Avatar in like sandbox or, you know, stuff like that? So he really goes deep into... If you create a digital piece, where does it end up? 
Mm. <laughs> you know, you can go in so many places. You can go on your Instagram story if you want to look cool for for a shoot there, but it can also go on your avatar on basically, yeah, basically endless uh, of uh, places. Mm. We're going to move on, but I, I should say then uh, also that, I mean, we're definitely going to talk about the Nora Bave story, but uh, since Roland is not here, the, our, our usual uh, panelist on this podcast, he wrote the interview with, with Nora, and I think we'll get back to that next week when, when he's back on, on the podcast. But on the notion of digital worlds, one of the things I'm super proud of that we that we managed to pull off uh, together with our editor-at-large, uh, Katarina Håkansson, is the digital beauty story called Unreal Beauty. Um, Erik, set this up for us. What is this really? What are we looking at even? Uh, it's, uh, Katarina started to, to rant about this earlier or even like last autumn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that she was working on this project and she was designing characters. She's been working in the like a makeup artist her, her whole career, and she's uh, uh, so, somewhere around her 60s. And now she's studying again to become to learn 3D. Mm. And this is what she she finds most interesting is to uh, work with uh, digital character characters uh, and work with be- like beauty. So this is a beauty beauty shoot, but completely made in Unreal Engine. Exactly. So she uses the meta-human creator uh, from from Epic Games in the Unreal Engine to to create super lifelike human uh, faces, which she then has used her kind of makeup skill that she's crafted throughout uh, her her career. She's worked with some of the greatest photographers, including uh, Mikael Jansson, and she put makeup on these characters and found this really moody light and you know seeing it on our paper I, I, I'm just stunned by this I think this is a one of the most you know captivating things uh, we've we've ever uh, uh, published uh, and you know there's there's so many ways we can we can go from here where do you see the potential from from this I mean, I mean, if you if you ask Katarina, she has a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of ideas where this is heading. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I just need to digest this first. <laughs> no, I think I think there's a an opportunity. Perhaps you know, you know, what if we took real brands and tried to interpret them onto these digital things? I think that could be uh, an interesting uh, uh, potential. Also, I would like to find uh, some creative ways of, of publishing this uh, online. Yeah, uh, Celine, that, what, what do you think of this shoot? I think it's great. You know, a, a phrase or whatever expression I like is the uncanny valley. Yeah, which when you you will you're really deep in that valley going through this, it's like you know they're not humans; they don't exist. But you kind of like can see their personalities and stuff. But still, really quite. Strange. But still, there's quite not really. You don't really get that connection. Not yeah, quite that exactly. contact. And, and that's, that's that's the valley. That's the valley. Yeah. That's like the middle ground. That's but really is the v- weird. valley becoming narrower or wider? That's the question. <laughs> yeah, we're all gonna end end up in the valley. It's gonna be one big valley, <laughs> and then we're all gonna live there. <laughs> so it's getting there's bigger. There's no way way getting up. No, from no, the no, no, we're all no, gonna no. end up in the uncanny valley. Well, that's a dystopian uh, uh, sentiment to end with. But uh, anyways, uh, moving on into uh, the issue, we also did two uh, uh, fashion shoots. Uh, and as you mentioned, um, Eric, we, we had this kind of water theme 
going through the issue as a kind of a in the background uh, we did two shoots maybe start with the one from from actually really on sit that sits on the baltic sea uh on one of these sort of sweden finland ferries uh shot by anton renborg uh what can you talk about talk about this concept and this this shoot yeah so Anton and Elin Purcell, who's the stylist, they came to me with a, a rough idea about they wanted to just hop on the the ferry to Finland, to Helsinki, mm. and just shoot a documentary-style uh, fashion story that we shaped into something that really mapped into our water theme and that we made in a clear way... Uh, 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 we shaped it so that we were using sort of half Swedish brands and half Finnish brands. So mm. there was a, uh, a concept around the styling there as well. So when they went came came up to Helsinki Harbor, they picked up some <laughs> some outfits there from from the Finnish. Uh, they delivered the Finnish styles there. I just love that there. notion that they took the ferry and got the clothes right. in Helsinki and then <laughs> kept shooting on the way back to Stockholm. <laughs> I love that story. There's also something, you know, having been on Finland ferries and, and many people have, you know, maybe uh, not the most positive experiences. Uh, uh, you know, definitely I grew up, uh, you know, going on these Finland ferries between uh, Umeå and Vasa, where I come from. Uh, you know, I've been also doing it with my family. It's been a more positive experience. Um, but but just the aesthetics of these these ferries with kind of the different kind of blue weird uh, 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 shapes and patterns and materials and especially in the floor uh, and in some of the furniture it really they really used that that came through in the pictures really well I kind of like that kind of uh, really messy type mm. aesthetics it really works with his photography yeah this was the foundation well sort of the visual idea mm. laying the ground for the for the whole shoot and and also uh, the the other shoot that we did was from Gotland also uh, the the biggest island in the Baltic Sea uh, shot by Charlie Jung and styled by uh, Anna Sundelin uh, this got a different vibe to it a uh, little bit more beautiful but also a little bit more futuristic in 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 the way that they've sort of uh, contrasted some of the styling with with the rocks and the water and, and so forth yeah the location is super organic mm. And the shooting is really uh, warm, but the styling is sort of, uh, yeah, sharp and futuristic. Wonderful. We should mention a couple of things before we uh, wrap up this behind-the-scenes read-through of of issue three. We have a big list on the Nordic fashion tech startups that innovating the industry. Our uh, fellow editor, Johan Magnusson, has wrote a list of some of the sort of innovators when it comes to materials. Uh, Everything from uh, Spinova to Infinited Fiber uh, to Renewcell, Strimateria. I think this is, uh, you know, this is one of the things I love the most uh, about this issue. It's not the most sexy content because it's about material science. but, but I think we uh, make it look good. We make it look good, but it's worth mentioning, and uh, perhaps we can have a little bit of a teaser. We are setting up a conference this summer. The second edition of our transformation conference will be a Finnish Swedish event uh, that will be focusing quite a lot on this uh, fashion tech startup. So that's a little little bit of a teaser. Um, also in the issue is this. Um, uh, 
uh, at-home reportage uh, from uh, uh, the founder of the Teenage Engineering, uh, also the co-founder of Acne uh, back in the day, Jesper Kautoft, uh, you know, very famous creative ad man entrepreneur. We got into his uh, uh, 18th century townhouse in, in central Stockholm. Uh, quite the quite the contrast of the kind of futuristic uh, technology that is working in this really old school uh, place. Um, beautiful photographer uh, from from Kimberly Ida, right? Yeah, and a great interview. I thought. Yeah. Like, really nice reading about it. I mean, I'm inspired by his quote that he aims to do his best work at 75 years age. Yeah, we like that. We, uh, we gives us some some a few years to to perfect our art as a well. A few right? years wiggle room. <laughs> so obviously written by our editor at large Elena uh, Martini uh, did a great job doing this. Um, and uh, there's also a couple of quotes on on his uh, encounters with both uh, Virgil Abloh and Kanye West. Maybe that's a teaser that little that'll that'll drive you to the newsstand to buy this issue yeah, and if, if there are any uh, nothing fans like the Carl Pei brand the nothing a tech brand we know Teenage Engineering is helping with a lot of their stuff they just launched a phone the other day I think it was yesterday so if you want to know more about the minds behind that check it out it's great mm. Any any anything we've missed any parting words that we should bring up before we wrap this podcast up I think you just need to to get it in your hands feel it mm. <laughs> it's it's a lovely feeling it's a lovely feeling and i'm also looking forward to sending this out to all the great bookshops all over the world that I i've been doing for the last two issues it's a good way to end it uh where can people find it eric uh, you are you know of course our editor but also our uh, distribution manager <laughs> yeah. head of distribution right yeah. no of course uh, to start with uh, we find it uh, you can f- uh, order it online uh, from our distribution partner Papercut. Uh, you'll find that link uh, on our website of course and in the show notes of, of this podcast uh, but we'll also uh, send it out to some of our favorite um, uh, retailers around the world uh, we have uh, do you read me in Berlin what else do we have we have uh, Nide in Helsing- Helsinki, which I really like. And also, I want to be- give a big shout out to Torsten at the Coffee Table Mags, because he's been holding it down since the beginning. Always really nice with his words, so he's going to get a box. Maybe a free magazine if he's, if he's lucky. You can find it on Mag Culture in London. Of course. At of course. Jeremy's Place. You can find it at OFR in Paris amongst other places yeah we'll list all 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 the places uh, online but of course if you just want to order it uh, use our, our distribution partner uh, paper cut and you know a few of these stories will end up as podcast in the in the in, in the weeks to come uh, super proud uh, of holding this in our hands we will do a few um, uh, reading events uh, here in Stockholm uh, for for Scandinavian Mind. So please follow our newsletter. Uh, visit scandinavianmind.com slash newsletter to get a chance to, to visit one of these events. Uh, and, uh, you know, happy reading. That's it. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you.